Välkommen till Eurovision Queens. Det här är en Melodifestivalens special. Let Eurovision Queens begin! And welcome to Eurovision Queens, a podcast exploring and celebrating the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello, I'm Ryan, and this is our second episode of the new Eurovision season. And I'm Andy. This year, as you may already know, we are planning to cover Melody Grand Prix and Melody Festivalen, the national finals of Norway and Sweden, through the podcast. And of course, the 2024 Eurovision Song Contest in Malmo in detail. So if you're ready, we'll kick this episode off with our oh-so-familiar Eurovision theme. In today's episode, we're going to be previewing some of the exciting acts in this year's Mellow. And we'll also be hearing from native Swede, the very lovely Anna Korgedal, about her memories of Melody Festivalen over the years. Yeah, it'll be fun to see what she remembers, what's important to her about Mellow. I understand it's a Swedish national obsession. Yeah, hear about it from a Swede's point of view. But before all that, since the last episode, we've had two more official Eurovision entrants and songs announced. Yeah, we already had Slimar from France with the song Mon Amour. And now we know that joining them are Aiko from Czechia with the song Pedestal, which is such a lot of fun. Love it. Let's hear a bit of Aiko now. In addition to Sliman and Aika, we also know of a third entrant, Beza Kokadima from Albania with the song Zemran Nador, which I think translates as heart in hand. I thought it might be a bit fun to share some of the lyrics for Beza's song. Now get ready. This, mm. this is quite a lot. Okay. It's not the chorus either. This is one of the verses. <laughs> Just like sugar in the bloodstream, you poisoned me in my veins little by little. Just like a rope, you strangled my heart. I built a bridge. Against which you threw stones. Don't ask me to glue the same glass you once shattered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I almost wish it was in English, this one. I'd love someone to belt those lyrics off the Eurovision stage. It sounds like a dramatic Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'll always think of this song. Two more things before we move on to the main content of this episode. We've also been listening to Estonia's Hopefuls. Ooh, Estee Lau. Yeah, and we're really getting into those, aren't we? We are. 
Um, there's a really high standard of entrance in this year's Este Lao, and that's why we are currently planning a special episode which will preview some of our favourites, so that you don't have to listen to them all. We're just going to pick out the best of the bunch and play those. And then obviously, 24 hours before our last episode went live, <laughs> BBC went and scuppered everything and announced the UK entry, didn't they? Yes, we didn't quite get there with the scoop on Ollie Alexander. So Oli Alexander, actor, singer, he performs with the group years and years. We all know that Oli will be performing as this year's United Kingdom entry. It was rumoured for a while, wasn't it? It was. We'd heard it a while back, hadn't we? Mm. Yeah. So what do you think about this? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think he can obviously sing live and he's got the confidence, but he's a very strong flavour, I would say. I just want a group. You want a group? I really want a group to represent the UK just because you get that energy of, you know, like the busker. But it didn't do them much favours, did it? I know it didn't, but everybody loved them. (laughs) Anyway, that's how I feel about a UK entry. I think it shows that there's people are interested who are established artists. And that's really important. That's a new thing because he's had a successful music career since he was in It's a Sin. Um, so, yeah, it, it it suggests a confidence in the, the value of Eurovision and it not damaging your career. And this is the first thing that he's releasing as his own name. Ah, is it? So this is sort of his entry into being himself, yeah. I think, is the, the point of interest of this. Yeah. yeah, And he seemed really confident about it. The song is already prepared. He's got a clear vision about what it's going to be. And it sounds exciting. We, we don't know. Of course, it's all speculation at this stage. But yeah, it seems like a, a strong choice. And again, the betting means nothing. But I think we're, we were first now or second in the odds just because it's only Alexander. Totally meaningless. This is too much chat about UK Eurovision. Oh, Can we go back to talking about Sweden, please? Yay! It's time for more Mellow. Last episode, we listed some of the returning artists, and this time we thought it would be fun to highlight a few of them and hear some of their previous Mellow entries. Who are we going to talk about first? I'm glad you asked. I thought we'd start with Clara Klingenstrom. Yeah. She competed in Melody Festival in 2021 with the song Behove Inter De Ida. Which translates as Don't Need You Today. Gosh. And eventually ended fifth place in the final. Aha. Uh-huh. Do you remember the song? I do. Aha. Uh-huh. Should we hear a bit of it now? Yeah. So what do you make of that? This was a contender of mine in 2021. Was it? Yeah, I really liked this one. Yeah. And not knowing anything about any Mellow back then, I just really enjoyed this one. And I like it's got sort of a rock and ethereal sort of Yeah, it kind of manages mix. to straddle both, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it gets quite rocky and strong, but other times it's quite ballady and light and sort of almost folky a bit. Yeah, and it's just her on stage with a guitar. Yeah. She seems quite indie, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like you want to go out yeah. for a drink with her. You would. Yeah. Yeah. We would do that, Clara, if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what about this year? This year, her song is called Aldri Mu, which means nevermore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Or it could mean... Ooh, more Edgar Allan Poe. I know, Poe, Poe, Poe. <laughs> or it could mean never again, because I think the Swedes say Aldri Mir, and it also means never again as well as nevermore. But literally, the translation is nevermore. Right. Still learning that old Swedish. Clara is from Gotland and tried to get into Mellow on two previous occasions before 2021. That's right, with the songs Mr. Lonely Man and It Makes Me Crazy. As in 2021, she's co-written this song with Bobby Lundgren and David Lindgren Zacharias, so we can probably expect another belting good pop song. That's what I'm hoping for. In a recent interview, she said she wanted her new song to speak for itself, Uh saying, I'm not going to have a unicorn on the stage or dancers or anything like that. Ooh, very pointed. (laughs) She also said it's a very personal song for her and chose the word power to sum it up in one word. I think this is going to be a good song. I know we haven't heard it yet, but I think she can perform She's not been in it for a few years. She's been preparing. It sounds like she's building on that 2021 experience. Yeah, yeah. I think she's got a good chance. She'll be performing in Heat 3. Ooh. Next up, we're going to talk about Samir and Victor. Have you got any facts for me, Ryan? I do. Samir Bradran appeared in the American reality show Paradise Hotel. And Victor Frisk was a fashion blogger. Gosh, that's quite a, an odd mix. <laughs> <laughs> the sitcom writes itself. It does. They last entered Mellow in 2018 with the song Shuffler, which finished fourth in the final. That was the year, if you remember, that Benjamin Ingrosso won with Dance You Off. Um, Shuffler was a fun song, um, although it proved that one of them could dance much better than the other. Let's hear some of it. So we just watched Shuffler. What did you make of that? Wow. <laughs> it's all I can really say to that. I mean, it's very, very pedestrian. I don't know. It's just not very... So they're consistently one of the highest rated videos on the Melody Festival and YouTube page. Yeah, I mean, their first one we're going to talk about in a minute, Bardanakna. Mm. But this was like fourth rated, wasn't it? It's the most popular. Yeah. So I... And I'd never listened to them just because I've just because they predate sort of my interest and I've not known them going forward and they're very just chanty or just yeah um, it's like football songs yeah very doing the bare minimum on stage as well and they're slightly panatozzy but panatozz are better I would say yeah at least I can remember the panatozz song yeah it had a tune to it whereas this was just sort of I like I I did like the sax dance break which is very sunstroke project yeah it kind of had like had some like 20s vibe in there as well as sort of like the modern. But it was, I don't know, it was an, it was an awkward mix, wasn't it? There was quite a lot of talky bits in it as well, where yeah. they kind of stop the song and have a little yeah. comedy moment. Yeah. And... and Victor's definitely not a good dancer as Samir, is he? Absolutely not. <laughs> he was really struggling to keep up. 
<laughs> it's almost like Ant and Deck doing a song. Oh, it is a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They also competed in 2015 with the song Groupie, which is even worse, um, which came eighth in the final. Shuffler was fourth. In 2016, they had the song Badanukna, which means bathing naked. That was the performance that ended rather inevitably with them taking their tops off. Yeah. and I think they probably just felt pretty good that year as well, because they looked okay. Yeah. But it doesn't add anything. Yeah. Yeah. They were 12th in the final with that song. Yes, that's last place. So after pursuing solo careers, they're now back together. And this year's song is called... Hillevald and Vantar, which I'm very pleased I didn't have to look it up to work this one out. It's the whole world is waiting. Yeah, the whole world is waiting for them to come back. And apparently. take their tops off. Yeah. <laughs> Will they take their tops off or has it been too long and have they had too many cakes? <laughs> so it's likely to be another party song, but the title makes it sound more like a ballad. Yeah. Um, I, I would say each time they've been in Mellow, they've come back with better songs. If they can build on the success of Shuffle, they should do well. Let's hope they don't go back to to Bada Nakna or, or even Groupie. I think they must be really popular with the Swedish public. Probably mm. the Swedish younger girl public. Samir and Victor will be performing in Heat number one. They will. It's true. So who's next, Ryan? Actually, we're going to have a little break and travel back in time a few weeks to when we were staying in Uppsala and interviewed our good Swedish friend Anna Korgedal. Over to you, past Andy. <laughs> We are delighted to be joined now by Anna Korgadal. We want to talk to a regular Swede about their experiences of Melody Festivalen. Mm-hmm. Um, you may be familiar with her voice because she has given us an introduction to our Melody Festivalen episodes. Anna, welcome. Thank you, Andy <laughs> and Ryan. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to mention Ryan as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fine. Great. Thanks. <laughs> So, this time it's only Eurovision Queen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so tell us about your relationship with Melody Festival and, and Eurovision more broadly. What was your first memory of... Melody Festival? Yeah. You know, Melody Festival is in the core of every Swedish person's blood yeah. or upbringing. And as a regular Swede born in the 70s, Melody Festival is a very important part of my childhood so your earliest memory my earliest memory the earliest really strong memory at least is of course when carola van uh, with fremling in that why was it so important um you know she was young she was only 16 she was very carolish and <laughs> but that that was the first time carola appeared in the limelight so yeah. uh, her energy also her faith you know with the bible and also she got all of the points 
you know, the, yeah. I think she was one of the first people who get, got all the points. Yeah. Yeah. And did you follow that journey through to Eurovision? You watched her perform? Yes, we did. And I was really disappointed by her change of clothes ah. <laughs> in the final. <laughs> yeah. She had this wonderful yellow suit when she won in Sweden. Then she changed it to something strange. Yeah, she had trousers and this T-shirt with a sort of so, lizard on yeah, it. Yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Not not a good choice. We were, uh-huh. I, you know, I was... Ten, very con- very conservative at that age. Oh, I see. Yes, but she she was top five when she. I think she was third. Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was very disappointing that she didn't win, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, any other highlights? Well, the year after, her race won. Of course. Yes, in 1984. So I was thrown by your pronunciation a bit there, but oh, Herries, yes, yes. So we all, in England, we always call them Herries. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's completely wrong. Okay, yes. Herries. So, for people who don't know who Herays are, mm-hmm. can you please explain? Transported back to 1984 exactly. in that moment. And their golden shoes and their white trousers and their three pastel-colored shirts. I think it was pink, blue and green. Red. There was definitely a red, wasn't was there? Was it a red? Okay, so it wasn't pink, probably. It was red, blue and... <laughs> green? Yeah. Or I no, think. I don't remember. Green. I am sure you, you know this oh, better. Maybe there's a yellow, though. There could be a yellow. Yeah, uh, you should check it out before... Before declaring things. <laughs> declaring <confidently>. Exactly. <laughs> But That's I'm one right. of my personality <laughs> things. I can declare things really strongly that I absolutely don't have a clue about. <laughs> yes. And with Herays, yes, there's a Christian connection again, isn't there? Yes. Aren't they, uh, aren't they devoutly like, Christian? Aren't they like Mormons? Oh, are they? I don't... Yeah, but they are, or at least were. Yes. And at the moment, I can only remember Per, Richard and Louis. Okay, but you've got names. the names. I yeah. didn't know the names. Patrick yeah. and Louis. And are they kind of like known, well known in Sweden? Uh, yes, they are. But Rickard is the only one who has stayed stayed in the limelight. Kind ah. of, he is. But he's now a politician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not not super smart, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then moving on to more modern day yes. Melody Festival, in you were in the arena for. Quite an important winner. I was in the arena uh, when Monsel Melev was winning, uh, but I was for the preparations. What do you call it? The, the rehearsal. rehearsal. Yeah. The rehearsal, because I was there with my daughters, and they were a bit young to stay up for the late night. So we went for the rehearsal. But the arena was full, and you could see that he would win. It was obvious. Yes, right. It was obvious. I'm jealous of that one. Yeah, that yeah. would be a good one to have seen. Yes. Yeah. It was good. Now, we were hearing a story earlier that you hid the fact that Melody Festival existed from your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why. Well, you know, you have you follow the route of Melody Festival and it's a sweet and at a certain point you maybe get a bit bored. <laughs> Some people, they start a podcast about it, but other people are like, okay, so I'm not so interested in, in watching all this crap music being performed. Oh, maybe wow. you should say that. <laughs> all this music that you might have, you might have taken an interest in another type of music. 
at Indeed. a certain point of yes. your life, maybe yeah. between, you know, 20 and 30. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also moved to another country. And when we came back, we realized that Melodi Festival had turned into a must kind of thing for right. everyone from the age of five to maybe 11. Ah, so more people were watching. It was more of an event. Much more of an event. And it was all these, um, what do you say? There were lots of... When I was in Carola yeah. one, there was one. Right. Melody Festivalen. Yeah. And one Eurovision. Yeah. Now it's, what, five Melody Festivalen? Or the Heats. Heats. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a final... The second chance thing. And yeah, the second chance. Yeah. yeah, I'm not so sure about what they're doing about the second chance this year. I think oh, they, they kind of switched the form. They changed it yeah. a little bit. So, yeah. 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 yeah, so then we... Um, we didn't really want to spend every because also then you kind of every Saturday you can't do anything else because you have you're to locked watch, in. You're yeah. locked in to watch Melody Festival. And... What? Well, I can't see how that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So how is that a negative? First, so for the first uh, for the first uh, what, what did you call it? the first heat? We didn't tell our daughter who was then in, I think first or sec- second grade i think because we had been in india and we yeah we were disconnected so she was in second grade and we were like oh we won't tell her nobody will she won't notice on and then on the monday when she came back from school she was like how could you have done this to me <laughs> not telling me that i have to watch melody festival and we were like oh we didn't know you had to watch melody festival you did know we did know <laughs> but we were thinking or hoping or i don't know <laughs> Trying to avoid the inevitable, maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we, of course, watched the rest of the heats and the yeah, finale yeah. and, and the locked, Eurovision and yeah. everything. So yeah. then you were locked in from that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. So were there any highlights for them as they grew up? What were their songs that they liked? The oh, most? they really like Eric Sade. Ah. Man, Pop- boy, popular. Popular, those, yeah. Those ones. Ah, yeah. And he's back this year. Is he? Is yeah. he? Yeah. No, he's not. Oh, is he not? No, he's not. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Danny Saucidi. Danny Saucidi. Saucidi. I think he's actually having a baby, Danny Saucidi, at the moment. Oh, oh, I mean, okay. I'm not, not in this exact moment. But... Right now, right. Danny Saucidi is having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah. I think he's probably a nicer guy than Eric Sade. I'm not so sure. Oh. This is pure speculation. Okay. Pure. So, any other Melody Festival and highlights for you? I also remember uh, when Kiki Danielsson won in, when was that? Maybe 85? Five, yeah. Bra- with Brava, bra- 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 that time we were spending our um uh, we had a sports vacation that every uh-huh. swedish people have one week yes. eight nine ten those weeks we this was week 10 so we were in Åre and we were going downhill skiing and we watched her uh-huh. perform because that was because i was 13 at the time mm. and i thought it was a it's a child as a child who was 13 going into adolescence a song called bra vibrationer 
was very funny. Yeah, you're me. also a little bit older than me, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, of course, bra vibration didn't mean that. <laughs> it meant good vibrations. Good vibrations. <laughs> I remember giggling about that. Yeah. But yeah. that did well at Eurovision, didn't it? Wasn't it second? I don't remember this. I, I well. only remember the ones who win. Uh-huh. And then Carola got third. And then I also remember uh, she was Kiki Daniels and was also performing with... Uh... Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking about Lotta Engberg who performed Firabug and Firabug Go and Coca-Cola. I think know it's. That one. I think it's. It's called something else in English because it was too much product. Um, <laughs> product placement. placement. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it was Boogaloo Danza Rockerola in English, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. But at that time, you yeah. weren't allowed to sing in English. Mm. You could only sing yes. in your mother tongue. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, so that was a bit of a disadvantage. So people also made an English version that mm-hmm. they could perform if they won. They could perform the English version so people could understand. So why do you think Sweden does so well at Eurovision? Oh, we go all in. I mean, how many <laughs> other countries have five heats to pick out the winner <laughs> <laughs> to represent the country? And also we had Kiste Björkman for many years yes. who really like knew what to do to uh-huh. get the winners. And, yeah. you know. And yeah. he also was the one, I think, who started getting like the really famous artists that were already famous. Yeah. Because that wasn't normally like, yeah. always the case. Because we would send the dregs, people yeah. who were real pop But when stars. he, for example, got the ARC, it was like so clear that they would win the Swedish competition. But then they, of course, didn't do that well in yes. the Eurovision. So it wasn't really the right band yeah. to... Was that the worrying kind? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they were really... They were really they huge. were a really huge yeah, band yeah. in Sweden. Yeah. So I think that's why. And also when Carola came back with um, the blue outfit. In, in Invincible. I, Invincible, Which yeah. Which is a big hit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the kind of thing. Everybody's like, oh, okay, Carola's there, so she's going to win, so why do we even do all these heats and stuff? Uh-huh. Yeah. Which was probably similar to last year with yeah, Lorene. Yeah, exactly the same yeah. thing last year with Lorene, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Lorene came back another time, but then she had a horrible mm. song. Yes. And she oh, got well. kicked out. Well, it didn't. Was it wasn't as catchy? It was so, no. more of a slow burn. Was that, yeah. was that yeah. statement? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the winner. But you never know what type of song is going to win no. this year because it's not Indeed. always the old type fashion Carola kind of yeah. flogger. It's not anymore. Yeah. The winners. Now, talking about fashion, I think one of the last times I asked you for advice <laughs> via Windows Messenger, very quick, we need something, we're about to record. And it was about, it was a fashion question, wasn't it? It was about someone who, who made all their own clothes. Oh, Lena Philipson. That was it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she yes. was famous to do uh, her, make her own clothes. And she was married after that to Mons Handgren who has a brother, Felix Hankin, and they are producing a lot of stuff. And why am I talking about this? Because I think I'm going to come to a point <laughs> where I connect this to Karina Bay. Okay, but yeah, I'm no. not exactly sure how that connection is going to look like. I'm sure that they, the most Felix Hankin is somehow involved with producing something with Christian Luke in it, who was married to Karina Bay, uh-huh. who is now the presenter this year. Yeah, so the Melody Festival and together with Björn Gustafsson, who is a comedian. So when we got here to your home mm-hmm. yesterday and your younger daughter arrived, she said she was excited about Melody Festival and this year. Yes, because... because of the presenters. Tell us more. 
Yes, because uh, back in 2008, the presenter was Christian Luke. Christian Luke is a famous comedian, uh, gone like steady anchor kind of television guy. He he had his own, uh, what do you call it, talk shows, and he is the host for like the show on Friday nights, Postbordet on the train when when you're trying to guess who's on to which geographical location you're going it's like a question ah, okay so that was a very long introduction of christian luke <laughs> who was the presenter that year of the belief festival and he was married at the time to karina berry who is also like a comedian program leader person i don't exactly remember how she rose to fame anyway and at that time there was an intermission oh no what would you call it interval act in interval act yeah um by a very at the time very popular rising comedian named Björn Gustafsson and he made a very very famous i think the most famous interval act yeah in that year when he was started to talk about he was in love with a girl and in fact she was in the audience today and he started singing and it was this song is about you Karina Berry and he yeah. was looking at her and all the and she apparently didn't know about this that yeah. the song was about her yeah. so but it, she wasn't she wasn't available was she she was, no she was because she was married <laughs> to Christian Luke who was like the presenter of uh-huh. the Melody Festival and, and he was the interval act so, so it was a joke it was a yes it was a joke it was all humor and yeah. it was very funny and everybody laughed a lot yeah and it's still very uh, viral i have shown you the clip you have so this is a cultural moment in swedish television history definitely definitely Uh Mm du är en doft du är ett ljud du är en färg denna sången är till dig karina berg karina jag tror vi tror passar bra ihop häng med mig hem till göte tog ju slut med christian luke Karina, du är änden på min fantasi. Du är brödet man vill lägga korven i. Du är So even the news for your daughter that that they were going to be together to do was exciting. Yes, even though she's born in 2007. <laughs> yes. she, she clearly can't remember this no. 2008 moment. But, uh, but so this yeah. is this is something that's passed down. Like, mm-hmm. This is an important moment. It's a very important moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So are they? So obviously, I didn't know, but I think Björn Gustafsson. Then there follows a story where he actually got a bit of a burnout, and he left completely the the public eye eye for years. And he was I I don't know what he was doing. He was doing other stuff because it was too much for him. And then recently, he started to come back, and he had some big film roles. I'm not sure when in time that was, and Mm. and. so now apparently he will come back and do this presenting together with Karina Bay, which is of course very funny. Yeah. Mm. Mm, so they, they're bound to recreate the song at some point, aren't they? They must sing it again. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? But I mean, Karina Bay is now divorced from Christian Luke, <gasps> and she's married to football or, in a, or bandy player so still, still who's not younger. <laughs> and they have their own show where they're renovating an old house, a TV show. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's good background for our listeners who don't know. Exactly. Who, who won't know who Bjorn and Karina are. But no, but you will Swedes probably will send know. them a link in your uh, to YouTube. We will, to yes. the YouTube clip. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can see this wonderful 
So. Yeah, and you might even translate them <laughs> as, as you did for us, as I did using for you. Chat GPT. Exactly, because it's so much better. Yes. Than any other option. Yes. The, yeah, that's something I learned today was that Swedish translations are better than, by Chat GPT than they are through Google Translate. And not just Swedish. All translations, all translations. are better through Chat GPT. <laughs> that was a very Swedish correction of me. There was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, in all fairness, I haven't really checked Swedish, but I assume <laughs> that it's more languages that are way better because of the technology behind that. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's much, much more sophisticated. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now you know this as it's, well. Thank you. And finally, who is your absolute favorite winner of Eurovision of all time? It has to be Laureen because she's made it twice. Yeah. It's also recent. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you get like a two for one there, really, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm very good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I could say ABBA, but that's too, you know, that's 50 years ago. It is. Mm. And there's there's a lot of rubbish talked about how the Lorene mm. win was fixed so that Sweden could have Eurovision 50 years after ABBA won, so ABBA would be on. But ABBA don't want to be on. And it's just, they're not going to... Sing. And it's it's all uh, you can always say that you. I mean, when Ukraine won, was that because they had the best song? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There have been lots of those kinds of winners throughout the year when people mm. vote for the winner they want to see rather than the best song. Yes, indeed. So people probably wanted Lorene. Yeah. It was a good song. Yeah. Yeah, and she had great performance. Ah, oh, the presence she had. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I liked the the Euphoria better though. Uh huh. I mean, the performance. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. It Anna was a Kukadar. pleasure. So I wondered if you could just sign off with a message in Swedish to the people who are actually Swedish who listen to our podcast. So something about the forthcoming season and maybe how they might enjoy it or, you know. Uh-huh. Okay. So det var allt för den här gången. Och nu tänker jag att vi alla tune in on Eurovision Queens. Vi lyssnar på Eurovision Queens för de kommer att analysera alla Melodifestivalen tävlingar grundligt eh, på ett helt annat sätt än vad jag kommer att göra. Ha så skoj, hej då! <laughs> Tack så mycket! Jag har inte varit i Let's see how brave you are! <laughs> Gonna transcribe. We'll put it through chat. GPT. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Wonderful. Ah, to be back in Sweden. Indeed. Although we will be a lot in 2024. So next up, we thought we'd discuss another entrant into this year's Melody Festivalen, Elisa Lindstrom. What do you know about her? Elisa started singing young, and as part of the band Lali. She competed in Lila Melody Festivalen. I guess that means Little Melody Festivalen. Well, it's sort of a kind of junior Eurovision, but for Sweden. And that happened way back in 2005. She'd co-written the song with her sister, and they finished sixth. Gosh. She's the lead singer of the dance band Elisa's, which formed in the city Fuerta, which is where our very good friend Annelie Friber works. She also found fame in Sweden by winning the Let's Dance competition show in 2016. She last competed in Mellow Properly in 2021 with Den Du Ah, the one you are, which didn't make it past the semi-finals. Uh -huh. 
She first tried to represent Sweden in Malo back in 2014, and that was the same year that Sanna Nielsen won with Undo, which we had great fun dancing to and singing to it um, in the Secret Garden in Stockholm, did we not? Yes, one of us had a full floor routine. I might have done. Um, anyway, back in 2014, Elisa sang the song Casanova, which didn't make it past the first heat. Personally, I think Casanova is much more fun than Dan Duar, so here's a bit of it. That had a very um, take me to your heaven vibe at the think? beginning there. Yeah. yeah, it was quite old fashioned, wasn't it? Yeah, it made her seem older than she is because that was like ten years ago. Yeah, so she was only in her early twenties there. Yeah, it just seemed so dated, didn't it? This year she's not performing in Swedish. That's the first time she hasn't. Ooh, and um, we'll be singing a song entitled "Forever Yours." And um, one of the writers is Mello's premium songwriter, only Thomas Gearson. Of course, who co-wrote Tattoo and loads of other winners. Mm. And she will be in Heat 1. Okay, so she'll be competing against Samir and Victor. Yeah. As well as others. Okay. Next up, we're going to have a quick chat about Dotter, who is competing in her fourth Melody Festival. Question for you, Ryan. Do you know why she's called Dotter? Yes, I do. It's because she considers herself a daughter of Mother Earth due to her vegan lifestyle. A vegan lifestyle, eh? If only someone on the podcast knew something about having a vegan lifestyle. Yes. You're very quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I just drink my vegan coffee. No, I can't. It's finished. (laughs) Anyway, I think... Obviously, I think we mean vegansk, though, don't we? That's what we love about Sweden. It's not vegan. It's vegansk. Yes. They don't say it with as much aggression as we say it when we ask for vegansk things, but um, we just enjoy the the hard sound of that. But yes, Dotter is vegansk. Dotter is one of the better known entrants in this year's contest, following a huge success with Bulletproof in 2020, which won her second place, and Little Tot in 2021, which she finished fourth with. Shall we hear a bit of Bulletproof? It's messing with my brain, oh you lift me up a thousand times But when you hit, it hurts like guns I'm not bulletproof, I'm not bulletproof I'm bulletproof, when you're getting up you on Just shoot me in the middle where my heart's supposed to be Like why you seems banger isn't it i mean it was second only by one point to the mamas wasn't it it was yes before that she debuted in mellow in 2018 with the song cry she's also written a lot of successful mellow songs too including a million years for mariette in 2017 which finished fourth in the final but what about this year well i'm glad you asked this year she's competing with the song it's not easy to write a love song 
which is apparently about even when you're in a loving, good relationship, it's still not always easy. But the, the song it made me immediately think of was that awful... Um, Alexander. De Ryback. Yeah, yeah, so that's how you write a song. And I'm thinking it's not easy to write a love song. That's going to be a hard lyric to wrangle. However... She has described the song as dynamic and going back to her roots. And also she said she's had a vision of what the performance should look like. And she's had that vision for over a year. She's really excited to bring it to the stage. Um, I think she's got to be a contender. I know a, a lot of the talk has been around Danny Saucedo, but I think Dot has got a really good chance. Although, yeah, the song title makes me nervous. I think I heard her say it exists in the same universe as Bulletproof. Yes, that's right. So that would be good. It would. And Dotta is in Heat 4. Yeah, and that's deliberately fronting her up against Danny Saucedo, who's also in Heat 4. So that's a strong heat. Do they always put everyone who's really strong in the last heat? Because Tattoo isn't the last heat? Really? No, because there's five heats this year. Of course. Gosh. Straight off the top of my head with facts. I know, that was good. I liked it. But that does make sense to put established artists together. Yeah. Because otherwise it would be an unfair advantage. Okay. If you say so. I wanted to move on to Danny Saucedo. I think we should briefly talk about him because he's he seems super confident at the interviews I've seen with him. And he is clearly one of the favourites because of who he is with his old, all of his old songs, Amazing, in the club. We had Dandy Dancer more recently. But what about this year? His song is Happy That You Found Me, which he says is closer to his older work, like the song Amazing. I think we should listen to a bit of Amazing if it's like Amazing. Okay. I'm feeling great. So we just watched him at Mellow in 2012. Yeah, it's a production, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it kind of had a a feel of its own. But it's quite a basic song, isn't it? Yeah. When you compare it to Euphoria. It was going up against one of the modern day classic Eurovision songs, I suppose. So it's hard to compare it to that. It was comfortably second in the final. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I noticed um, that they were in the same heat together, Heat 1, before they got into the final. And yeah, first and second again. Yeah, they've kind of got this, the joke they made at last year's Mellow was about how he's always second to Lorene. But no Lorene this year. Can it be Danny Saucedo's year? And just like Dotter, he says this year he's going back to his roots. And also he said he's not going to hide behind a dance routine or dancers this year. And he's going to be more about him up front. So I don't know what that means. But he was also saying, oh, when I did Dandy Dancer, I didn't intend to win. But this year, I really want to win. It's like... Mm. And also that he sings in English when he wants to win. And when he sings in Swedish, he doesn't. Which I just think is just a weird thing to say. Mm. But he'll be competing in Heat 4 with Dotter. We also just wanted to say a few words about Adam Woods, who last year performed, of course, with Ark North and Jon Henrik Falgren. This year, he'll be singing the song Supernatural, which he thinks is more him than his last appearance at Mellow. Yeah, and that interview again, he seemed very confident and relaxed. Although he said he'd had a tough six months. There was a story there that I didn't know what he was about. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, he will also be in Heat 1. It feels like quite a stacked Heat 1, or maybe it's just stacked with returning artists, Heat 1. 
I feel like he was in Heat 1 last year, so yeah. maybe he just likes to be in and out quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Home in time for tea. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Okay. It's also worth mentioning a few others who have returned from Mello's past. So we've got Leamo, who will be singing the song Dragon. They previously came forth in 2022 with the song Bluffin, which I played for you early and you had no memory of, did you? None whatsoever. And I followed 2022 very closely. Because that was the Cornelia Jacobs year, yeah? Yep. Cornelia Jacobs won. Cassiopeia was there. Yeah. Clara, Clara Hamstrom, yeah. Run to the Hills, which yeah. was my most played song of the year. Yeah, but you don't remember. No idea about this one. No. And also that same year, Medina were performing and they came third with the song Ine De Man. And now I do remember that one. Oh, you do? Yes, because oh. that had the arena really behind it. Oh, did it? Yes. So they're back this year with the song Kisera. And who else have we got? Already mentioned her, Cassiopeia. Yeah. Singing Give My Heart a Break. Yeah, and that's another one written by Thomas Gearson, or co-written by Thomas Gearson. Her good friend. Exactly. As they co-wrote Tattoo together. Yes, with about 12 other people. With about 12 other people, (laughs) but yes. (laughs) But we will definitely be cheering for Cassiopeia. It's a good chance that of the 30 people performing that we've still not mentioned the one who's going to (laughs) win. Yeah, because that's the whole thing about Mello as well, really, isn't it? Is It just depends on what happens on the day. It depends on the performance on the staging it depends on the song the song's got to get in your head immediately yeah but then even even like bluffin from 2022 that didn't get in your head and it came up it ended up fourth so there's other factors in in play as well aren't there there are but also when we were at the mellow weekend party yeah i don't think they played bluffin <laughs> did they no and if they did everyone went to the bar when they played that <laughs> So just because it comes forth doesn't cement it into Melody Festival in legend status. Yeah. And we're excited to see in 2024 which one will become legendary Mellow. So we'll come back to Mellow soon when we react to Heat 1, which happens on the 3rd of February in Malmo. Yeah, it does. It's kind of like a rehearsal for Eurovision-ish. But we'll be back on the pod soon with some information on Melody Grand Prix. We want to talk about the announced entrance in the Norwegian National Final. We've heard a whisper that Kano... You heard a whisper. I've not heard this whisper. Have you not? No. And as good friends of them, I feel like they should have at least let me know. Yeah, why didn't they To prepare myself emotionally. (laughs) I can't believe Tom didn't email you. Uh, It's WhatsApp. (laughs) We also will be having a special on Estée Lau. We've been listening to those songs, as we said, and we're just going to pick out our favourites, our tips for the top. So until next time, don't forget to get in touch with us on the socials. Yeah, on Twitter at EuroQueensPod. On Instagram at EurovisionQueens. On email. Wow. That's old school. We did get an email last week, though, which was nice. Yeah. EurovisionQueens at gmail.com So we hope you've enjoyed listening. We'll be back again soon. Bye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Eurovision Queens. If you enjoyed the episode, I know that Andy and Ryan would love to hear from you on email, Twitter or Instagram. Better still, why not leave them a review on Apple Podcasts so that other Eurovision fans can find them. 